0: Welcome to the party! Come to the table and have fun talking what it is to be a human animal. We focus first on physical health. Give yourself a strong foundation to better dig into the psychology and comedy of what it is to be a person. After we've tackled the vital parts of living, we can pursue other facets of a healthful life. Cultural reflections of our humanity like movies, television, and everything that speaks to maximizing the human experience. This is Better Health and World. I am Matt Krokomo Jr. at Matthew J. Better, credentialed writer and certified personal trainer who spent years owning the easiest way to live right in spite of the many things in our way. drive through log schedule, or the ultimate saboteur, of the human brain. Gathered as usual by at least one of my fellow health enthusiasts, Joe Neubauer, at Joe Knows MMA. How we living everybody. And she may or may not dip in Gabrielle Tamboen at Gabby underscore T might be with us. You can hear them and me also on this network's other program, Better Fight Cast, for your tightest coverage of UFC and all things mixed martial arts for rookies to the sport and season bets. Get that and this on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today, we'll go through a couple of familiar segments. A little healthy living easy. Talk about a little little t- running is going to come, come up again. Uh maybe a little little food. Uh, we have got uh, some no more pacifiers to look forward to. Of course, we're we to talk about denying ourselves the 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 bad pacifiers, the 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 nicotine and too much caffeine and that kind of those kind of things and replacing them with better things like toothpicks and seltzer water and other such and such things like that um all right well we'll start with some healthy living easy some some running i've talked about running a decent amount and my big thing is i like cardio cardio is very very important to me uh you should definitely sandwich your workouts with cardio you know you do your stretching or your self myofascial release then some cardio then your workout whatever it may be and then end it with some cardio, and then the stretching and SMR again. Problem is, a lot of cardio, the easiest cardio, the one that you don't really need any equipment for is running, but that, that can give you the, the hard impact on your joints, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I prefer an elliptical. I uh, have not yet moved my elliptical to my new residence, so I'm tr- I've been getting creative, doing the trampoline a little bit, but that's still just not, not quite the same. So I've started uh, running around in my backyard. Because the best thing, if you are going to run, is to run on natural surface, the earth, and that's what I'm running on. And it's it's funny, because I live on the corner house, so people can see me running figure eights in a little backyard, (laughs) and I probably look like a lunatic. Mm. And when I'm not doing that, I am... it looks like i'm standing on a trampoline in the porch in between two sheds because a lot of times i'll just bounce up and down i won't even my feet won't even leave the trampoline i'll just be bouncing up and down in place sometimes sometimes i'll I'll actually do some like squat jumps and stuff i'm not sure if that counts as a squat jump on a trampoline i guess it would um so it, it is kind of funny having this window to the world for my backyard workouts but it's nice and running on the ground the the yard is it's not it's not a flat ground not a flat yard. Even if so, that's definitely heads and shoulders above running on concrete. But this, it's it's bumpy. It's got uh, well, it does have some triggers and stuff sticking up. So I guess I could, you know, possibly fall and hurt myself. But other than that, it's nice having the varied terrain, and it's good practicing different. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm running different routes, like a wide receiver or something, like just very, just trying to change my direction and change my gait. And just trying to vary the workout and vary the run and not let myself get bored. And I've always got an earbud in, usually listening to a podcast, so that mm-hmm. helps
1: also, or an audiobook or something. It's like basketball sprints.
0: Yeah, so I have a basketball hoop out there too, and I that, that I get a decent amount of exercise with that too. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to stop because I like burn out my biceps. Best shape um, I've
1: ever been in my life was a time when A, I was working out, but mm-hmm. B, on top of it, I didn't realize it. I was only about 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And that I was was... help outside, yeah, that helped. <laughs> but I was outside, but I was a chubby kid at the time. Um, was, and all of a I was, sudden,
0: I was a chubby at eighteen and nineteen. And in two months' actually. time, I got shredded.
1: I'm talking, oh wow, like completely transformed myself, and I didn't realize how I did it so quick. But I also took on a full time job, was working a lot, so I wasn't eating as much while I was at the job.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I didn't realize I was eating healthier naturally because I was actually working a salad station for a restaurant, and every time I could sneak something, the only thing I could sneak was like cucumbers and tomatoes, and, and every now and then I, I had dressings. Yeah. You know, It's maybe a handful of croutons here and there, but that was about the worst of it. Nice. And I was sitting there on that salad station, and, and you did a lot of bending down. I didn't realize how many squats I was doing in a shift. Because <laughs> it wasn't as well organized. Like a lot of stuff that we use frequently, we would keep in a cabinet underneath the prep area. Mm the um you know the the work table so to speak so I was constantly going down there to get shrimp salad and tuna salad and whatever and then I was also working out pretty rigorous at a gym I met some new friends and we you know some gym buddies pretty much we used to go to the gym on our free time and then every night my cousin was staying with me for the summer and he was a big basketball fan and we bought a basketball hoop to put outside, and I didn't realize I was playing basketball every single night for about two to three hours at a time Wow! just to stay out of the house. Plus, we were doing some other extracurricular activities as we were only 18, 19-year-old kids. You know, we would sneak our cigarettes, maybe Mm. take a shot here or there, just being young and reckless, whatever, Mm. and then we would play basketball all night, and it was a reason to stay outside and not be in the house and kind of hide from the parents. And I just, in two months' time, was shredding. That's funny. You were hanging outside to smoke and drink and play mm-hmm. basketball, and it made you healthier. <laughs> hmm Yeah. <laughs> oh, you played basketball so you could. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's that was awesome. when I smoked cigarettes only because I thought that. You know, that's why I call cigarettes cools when you're young. hmm Because I really, the only reason I started smoking them was because I thought I was cool, like a social the only thing. The reason
0: anybody does. Yeah. Because it's cool or because it's wrong. We're dumb animals. We really are. Um... Well, I could lead right into where my notes Oh well. No more pacifiers, I guess, could be a good thing, uh, to move on to from from that because we go for things like the cigarettes. It's a pacifier. You know, a pacifier is something that I mean literally you're sucking on it in your mouth. It's you know, we all you know the oral fixation is a big part of a lot of the the bad habits that we have food, recreational substances, all that. Uh, we're we're all we're all definitely victims of, as Joe Rogan puts it, mouth pleasure. So you just need to be able to turn that off. Um, and I've been. Like I've been diligent. I've been I've been behaving myself pretty much the last two weeks. I think I'm not even sure how long it's been since I've been on it. Like not really eating any sweets, just making sure that you're trying to eat the 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 cleanest, healthiest food. Preparing ninety eight percent of it myself for the most part, and doing like I do. You know, ice bars, grocery bags. I don't even have a lunch bag. It's not that hard. It just takes a little planning. You know, the the NutriBullet veggie smoothie. Pour it into an uh, what was what, what was formerly a spaghetti, you know, a marinara jar, M- you know, lo- a low sugar uh, marinara sauce. Being one of the few things that I do buy at the grocery store regularly, so I got my, my arsenal of veggie smoothies and all that. Um, and I've just I've been able to. It's it's nice. Like once once things become a habit, it's a lot easier. Once you get mm-hmm. a couple days behind you or a week behind you, it, and I'm approaching it as pretty much a way of life, of course. Uh, I plan on continuing this more or less indefinitely, but not not as strict as I'm going right now. Like I'm trying to you know, I still got I, I want, I'd like my stomach to be a little flatter and limiting all that processed foods and sugars and all that is the way to do that, really. Exercise, you might be able to build up the muscles behind your flabby belly but exercise is not going to get rid of the belly it's diet that's the only thing that's going to do it well i mean cardio is going to help you lose weight of course so to a point exercise can help but to get that flat stomach which i'm going for you gotta you gotta take it to the next level so i'm gonna take i it heard to, the to get a level. flat
1: stomach it's 80 percent diet oh yeah
0: yeah i mean your overall health is yeah i think 80 percent your diet or maybe it is the flat stomach part i think the whole i think overall health yeah um so that's been nice. I yesterday at work, at the beginning of the shift, someone brought in fresh baked chocolate chip cookies, and that's pretty much my heroin when it <laughs> comes to food. Like that, that's like like homemade chocolate chip cookies are mm-hmm. m- arguably my favorite thing to eat in the whole world.
1: Mine's they're, potato chips. They're pretty good.
0: I can get down with some potato chips. More you put potato a, chips from I'm me. I'm more of a sweets kind of guy. I
1: start eating one. I, I just won't stop. I yeah. won't until the bag is gone. I really won't. I mean, pizza, pizza, and chocolate chip cookies. Those are my kryptonite, probably, and a uh, nice
0: IPA, nice IPA. But I have forgotten all of those in recent memory, and it feels really good. I feel nice. I got my brain firing on all pistons and everything. Uh, I, I'm feeling steady energy all day. It's got, it's, it's nice. Uh, I, you know, I feel I don't feel sluggish. I feel like uh, my my mood is as good as it can possibly be, considering anything else I've got going on on any given day. So the the eating right is good, and I think it's I think it's here to stay. I've pretty much been ping ponging over the last year. Like doing really really good for like two weeks, and then kind of returning back to my equilibrium within like two or three days, and you know that cycle is gone on and on and on and hmm. on. But I have, uh, you know, I tell people, I guess now's a good time for the disclaimer. Although I am a certified personal trainer, I am not acting as your certified personal trainer in this capacity, all of you out there. This information is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult the appropriate medical professional before making any serious changes to your diet or lifestyle. As I have done recently. I, well, I've gone to the medical professional anyway, and I guess I have made serious changes to my lo- lifestyle, you could say, since I've just been talking about all the ping pong that I've been doing. Uh, and I got, you know, and, you know, a while back you might have heard some of the other, other experimental diets I was doing and whatnot at the beginning of the podcast. Now I'm being a little more conventional especially since I'm not really allowed to prescribe those diets to people. As a certified personal trainer, I'm only allowed to authorize the USDA-issued luchits. So, you know, it's a good place to start. It's better than the way most people eat. But, you know, my, uh, my blood test came back, came back good. I'm good all across the board. Everything's nice, no weird blood sugary things, Cholesterol's pretty much good to go no stds (laughs) life is good (laughs) i highly recommend getting your blood tested every year it is uh it can be a good load off your mind uh, because it's something that's been i've been kind of nervous about with the the dieting habits i've had the last year the extreme back and forth from one to the other and uh, uh some consistency is nice and knowing that my biology is in good shape you know it's 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 a good feeling it's nice all right, well, as you heard a few minutes ago, I lost my notes, but I'm not sure if there was my... I'm trying to think what else I was talking about. Oh, yeah, when I showed up at work... Well, okay, the beginning of the shift was chocolate chip cookies, and then at the end of the shift, it was uh, cupcakes for a birthday, and I'm just mm. able to just deny them all. No, no, no. I used to run around work eating french fries here and there. Not a one. Not a one. Not a Not a french fry in the last... At least ten days. I'm pretty sure it's been close to two weeks. I'm not sure, but... And the way to get around that, the way to, you, you gotta anticipate, when, I've, I've anticipated these things. I know they're coming. I'm prepared for them emotionally so that when they're there, I'm, I've, my, my resiliency has already been built up a bit. I've prepared myself to say no. That's really the only way, one of the only ways to do it. You, you imagine, you, you be honest with yourself. When are you weak? When are you most likely to do something that you're not going to want to do? If you prepare for that moment and anticipate how you're going to feel and keep in mind why you don't want to do that thing, you're better off to do it, and i been nailing it so far. I'm almost at my record, because like I said, I haven't really gone more than two weeks in the last year with being diligent, but now I'm, a pro, a pro, you know, pretty soon, I am going to be getting paid to be a certified personal trainer. And a lot of people say, oh, you're in fine shape, you're good, you're good. Like, what are you doing? What are you worried to lose weight for? Like, well, I, I want to be a role model. I need to really, I need, I need people to look at me and want to, to a point, aspire to what I look like. And I, I don't feel satisfied with how I look to be in that, that
1: place just yet.
0: I probably could. I could probably, you know... Wear the right clothes or whatever, and you would be surprised a lot in, of
1: personal trainers aren't in the greatest of shape. I know, and it's weird I know. And I, when I see that. I'm just like, yeah. it's one the thing if it's personal, an older right? person the and la- somebody it's like more elder, yeah, because at least I know they're older and they probably can't do the exercising like they used to, or you know, but they have a lot of knowledge on the situation,
2: yeah.
1: But when you see somebody younger and they're just unfit, and I love to stuff. teach you, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they're supposed to teach you how to be fit. Yeah. It's just kind of I'm good.
0: So I'm trying to approach it as like you know we talk about the fighters on our Better Fightcast how when they're going into when they're they're in when they're training they're they're eating right they're diligent mm-hmm. you know you're the you know I remember I can't remember who it was but one of them was saying like as soon as he was done his fight the first he was like oh I can finally have a beer like, yeah that, I want to be in that pre stage for a while
1: like i well, I, you know, know, I want what, to get
0: in really good shape but well, when and those kind of fighting, things will be an occasional thing
1: it's a difference though because as a personal trainer you have to maintain a weight
0: yeah so yeah so i'm not but gonna go quite as you can also as extreme have the beard there. quite it, as extreme it's different as it's just a balance yeah because it's got to be steady because they're cutting weight yeah that's true which is also yeah so it's funny because they're actually living unhealthy
1: yeah really. they, what they're doing is they're starting to cut their their weight cutting process goes along in the camp because yeah. they have to slowly but surely dock like five pounds off a week, mm-hmm. you know, six pounds a week, three pounds a week, however it is they're messed there. Do you think that there. that
0: is more important for the mental aspect of what they're supposed to do? I mean, other, I mean, just as far as I mean, I know they're trying to make it weight class, but I'm saying in all of combat sports, you know, I remember I had high school wrestling buddies and they were cutting weight too, so it's not like they're worried about the championship in UFC. But weight cutting has always been a thing in. I'm not sure. I guess it's big, in I guess it's in all sports, football and stuff too. I don't know. I never, wrestling. Is it so? It's pretty much just only just in those combat sports. Yeah. only in wrestling okay.
1: where you um have to make a certain weight limit yeah. because you're actually but it's, but engaging. It's like,
0: why, but I, well, at the beginning of the season, you could just not cut that weight and be that weight. Like, but but I but the coaches, I mean, they won't allow that. I yeah. guess they weigh you the first day, and like you got to you can't weigh this.
1: Usually, sports like football and baseball, they want you to add a little bit of weight because they yeah. want you to add a little bit muscle, of muscle. Yeah. They're trying to get strength on you. They're trying to put it on you, yeah. or, or how, whatever the situation may be. But in, in in that sport, any type of combat sport, it's I mean you it, gotta lose yeah. it. But I mean. And we, we are not
0: fans of that practice, as we talked about I'm on not. the other show. I'm not either. I think it's terrible. I think it's if you can terrible, get there you healthy, should just be it's your, okay. You should just fight with your weight. You should walk around it. You're walking around weight, and you should fight it. You're walking around weight, and you should just be that weight. I mean, maybe there should be some variation. Maybe you should get a little more taut moving into the fight, but mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why guys are dropping 33 pounds. That's... Absurd! Well, You're dropping twenty percent of your weekend. body weight, or something. Yeah. Like, what are we do- talking? Why? What there are There was a do- fighter doing?
1: last weekend, Luke Rockhold, who fought in the main event of the UFC Pittsburgh card this mm-hmm. previous weekend, and um, he always looks. He's, he's actually a model. He always looks fant- in fantastic shape. Yeah. But then I realized this time he cut the weight, and they interviewed him right after he cut the weight. And I mean, he didn't even have a voice; he could barely. Talk. I was gonna say. I was just trying to imagine his voice. Just. <gasps> yeah, and he just didn't. He didn't look good. I remember everybody had a red then, flag. They thought. And he they're was not Ill. even
0: fighting at that weight, so they make the weight, yeah. and then they and start they gain and about putting the pounds weight. And then they got a running. day to put yeah. the weight back on. Like, what are you doing? What games are we playing? Like these guys aren't even fighting at the weight that they got to get down to. It's not healthy. It's not good. And this is the thing. And, and I'm age. thinking. I'm, I'm wondering. Guys go up. Are, is it? Is is that? Is that something that's always been a part of it just because of like the mental aspect of it? Because having to cut all that weight just really trains your wrestlers brain. Mentality. Is that what it's about? It's Is it more about mentality. the mentality? And then it just ends up being all this other stuff. Well, and, then, you, and then you got big guys wanting to fight smaller guys. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're cut the Well, weight. you have.
1: Ironically, you might yeah. be weak. When you've dropped all, that I think weight. it's a mental edge too. They think that if they can get down to the lowest weight possible, just to have that, you know, it's like chess. You know, just yeah. that little bit of an edge. Even mm-hmm. if they're bigger by five to ten pounds than their opponent, I think it's just that mental edge also. I I think it's like severely unhealthy. I've seen Donald Cerrone. He's a guy who used to fight at one fifty five and looks like he sucked everything out of his body, and now he fights at one seventy and drinks beer every day. <laughs> I mean, I think living every day healthy and happy. He's the one who fights with a toothpick in his mouth, right? Isn't No, it? that's uh, Benson Henderson. Ah, Benson
0: Henderson, that's right. That's
1: now, that's right. a different type of dangerous all in itself. I, I don't know. I have toothpicks in my mouth all the time, so I'm a fan of his. Just but to sit there and, and, and swing at somebody or wrestle with somebody, and you get hit and that toothpick goes through your jaw, I, there's something that just does not yeah, sound right that's about psychotic. that. Yeah, that's psychotic. That is
0: psychotic. I wonder how many eggs these guys eat a day. I gather a lot. I love eggs.
1: Protein, um,
0: probably that, egg whites a, at that's least. That's a very well. Don't 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 sneeze at the yolk. yolk's got a lot in it that the whites don't. Egg whites are good too. I put egg whites in every veggie smoothie that I have every day. You know, I have one a day. Uh, I guess I'll just uh, you know go the quick little, little little recipe. My my typical got a NutriBullet. You can get a Ninja. You can get a food processor. If you don't want to throw it down for one of those, you can get a blender. But then you got to be you know wary about you know don't don't throw the broccoli stalks in there. I said it like I said it like I'm from Boston the broccoli stalks um but you can still jazz up all of your leafy greens and you can throw some egg whites in there. I personally think that's the best protein supplement. I don't do any of the protein powders. I'm going to I I might get into that eventually. I'm going to research it and find some really good ones, but there's a lot of junk out there. And uh, you know a lot of people will say it's not really necessary even if you're like a professional athlete, bodybuilder, or whatever, like a lot of people say you don't really need any of that stuff. I, I, I don't know. I think it could help. We'll see. We'll see. But for now, the egg whites are my supplement. Um, depending on what else I've eaten today, I might throw a little of the cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil in there for some healthy fats. Uh, organic spring mix. You can buy that at pretty much any grocery store now, thankfully. Uh, organic romaine spears also. And if they don't have the organic, I'll buy the non-organic. As I've said before, I'm not sure if that makes a difference or not but i know that the stuff that's not labeled organic almost certainly can't be better than the stuff that is labeled organic so i'll pay the extra 30 percent and get it and all the money i'm saving not going to the drive-thru and all that crap you know the the 40 pays for itself uh what else i got in there the egg whites the olive oil the greens throw a little ginger in there if you're gonna roll with a regular blender though you should slice that ginger pretty thin or maybe forego it altogether. because you might I've, I've definitely ruined a blender trying to make some smoothies probably <laughs> a couple of blenders uh, a couple strawberries and broccoli stalks because of course the broccoli flowers I've used uh, either in my omelet or in a Ziploc with some of the small sweet peppers that gets added to my traveling sack of food that I bring with me when i go throughout my travels packed in a variety of ice bars depending on how long i'm going to be out i've got several different cooler bags and stuff if i'm going to be out for a couple of hours just throw a bunch of ice bars in there leaving the backseat of the car i'm not at the mercy of where i am when i need nutrition in one way or the other so it's pretty nice uh, but i got started talking about eggs went off a little nutribullet tangent as i am wont to do But something recently that I heard on the Adam Carolla show, I believe. I'd love to tell you the episode, but I can't. He had some nutritionist person on, or dietary kind of person, and I'm uh, kicking myself in the butt sometime in the last week or so. Maybe I'll tell you. I'll probably forget. I'll just be too busy. But, I mean, it's not something too too, too revelatory. Just microwave your eggs. You can microwave your eggs, and you're good to go. Like, you don't need to worry about... I mean, they were saying microwave them in a coffee mug, so it's, it, I guess so. it's really portable. You can bring it with you in the car, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually use a bowl because I tried a coffee mug, and if you put too much in there, it can be kind of a nightmare trying to microwave the whole thing evenly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I like a bowl. If you're not too pressed for time and don't need to care, bring it with you.
1: Or you just bring the bowl in your car. I mean, I've done that. Believe me. I've always made, ever since I was a kid growing up, I've always made egg sandwiches out of the microwave. Nice. I do it. I cook it in a bowl. And I just spray a little bit of that um, non-stick spray on the bottom, so it comes right out, and your bowl stays clean. Because that's the only problem oh, with it is I'm such if you a don't. Dummy.
0: I've never done that. I do it in the pan. It didn't yeah. even occur to me to do that in the bowl. Mm-hmm. I'll just use regular butter. Because probably when but you get still, to the bottom
1: of the bowl, it like sticks real bad, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, it's not like there's much. It's not like I'm leaving much that could be eaten, but it's still mm-hmm. a pain, but it clean. Yep. So yeah, the butter.
1: Put and some, the eggs cook in two minutes. Butter. If you use two eggs, you do two minutes. Oh, yeah, they're done. I mean, I'll, three eggs, three minutes.
0: I'll whip the eggs, and put it. I put in some chopped onion and broccoli. And I cook it for a minute, stir the whole deal up. Uh, you know, a little salt and pepper, a little pink Himalayan sea salt, and some brown black, brown, brown black pepper. Stir a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I think two minutes is what I, wanted to do. I think I did one minute, stirred it, another minute, and I was good to go. Shredded, mm-hmm. shredded some uh, mild cheddar cheese on top of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe before the last round, I guess. Yeah, that's at the second, at the at the at the half halfway mm-hmm. point is when I melted the cheese on. And uh, it's a pretty good meal. It doesn't take very long. Especially, you know, it probably took longer to clean the bowl than it did to eat it, or almost. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, a yeah butter, I literally take it out. Little butter, nonstick spray, as long as it's not cancerous. Depending on what you got.
1: I use the um. I used a 100-calorie uh, thin breads, so It's like, I forget the exact name of it, but it's real thin bread. It's, it's almost like you don't even use the bread just to make the sandwich out of it. I literally oh, okay. just throw it in the microwave, and then I'll put some spinach on it, and throw a slice of cheese on top of it, put it on the yeah. piece of bread, and I'm out the door. Sounds dope. It's the quickest egg sandwich you Sounds can make. and you don't have to dirty up a frying pan and sometimes just getting everything started for the frying pan can be annoying, especially when you're in a hurry. It's a pain.
0: Yeah, the frying pan's nice. I mean, in theory, it doesn't take too long, but it, it can.
1: Yeah. That's it's good. the cleanup. Yeah. really is. And I learned with the bowl, all you gotta do is if you use the non-stick spray, it's almost like you didn't even use the bowl. Yeah. You literally can just rinse it out with a little bit of water, mm-hmm. wipe it out, and it's clean. Yeah.
0: I think... Are good on health as far as physical stuff and all that. And I think we're good. I think we're good for dessert. I think we can move on to those cultural tomes, those reflections of uh, humanity. Have you seen any good TV or movies lately? You Even watched a lot of movies lately, right? You got anything? I've watched good? a lot. Yeah. Um, oh well, I guess here's our here's here's our weekly uh, a new weekly segment where I ask Joe if he's seen The Big Lebowski yet. Joe, have you seen The Big Lebowski yet? No. Okay. I haven't.
1: All right, we'll just move on then. (laughs) Actually, I was going to start The Big Lebowski. He's got to
0: negotiate with... uh, And you can
1: blame this on Gabby underscore T. He's got to negotiate. So she nicked that idea out, and then we got into an argument over watching a movie. And then I was like, all right. And then I had to stop, because I remember I passed Hitch again, and I looked at her, and I remember her previously telling me she didn't like the movie Hitch. With Will Smith and well, you just need to watch a movie that she likes and you hate, so then you can watch The Big Lebowski. Yeah, because you
0: gotta watch that movie. Uh, yeah, but it's
1: hard with the movie she likes. Like what? I mean, she likes like The Notebook, and well, The
0: Notebook's a good movie, and, but movies um,
1: like The Notebook usually aren't good. movies. Step it up and and bring it on, and when I say I cheesy, mean,
0: a lot of those movies are trash, or those kind of movies are trash. At least I haven't seen any of those, so I can't say specifically. Like, those. It's but hard. I get what you mean. But Keep in mind that The Big Lebowski might be something that's hard for her. At least the thought of something like that could be hard for her. So,
1: And we're both people pleasers, so we both try to work in the middle. So, so you just got to work that out. and hey, X out a lot of movies. Don't,
0: don't let her hear this part, but The Big Lebowski is like two and a half hours long. So you just gut it out through 80s. I mean, something like Step It Up, they can't write more than 87 minutes for uh-huh. some something like that. Like yeah. they, they they run out they run I mean, they, they, they barely they run, get 87 it runs minutes runs out of worth. steam it runs yeah. out of steam I mean Pixar movies have more depth than that so yeah you've got it. if it's a movie for movie you get almost double you get almost double your return on your investment yeah. so there you go there you go you gotta watch The Big Lebowski man oh it's epic this but is I like
1: ugh ugh alright moving on but what yeah, so seen? we Hitch? agreed, yeah, so I, was, I, I went and I, I remember her telling me before she didn't like the movie, and I was like, I don't understand how you don't like Hitch, because yeah. it's in her wheelhouse. Like, yeah. if you knew her like I do, like, it's definitely her wheelhouse. And then she came out, and I guess it slipped, and she was like, well, I've only seen part of it. I mean, the only complaint a person I think could really have about Hitch is that it's, if they don't like those kind of
0: movies, and or if it's, form, you know, they might say it's kind of formulaic but even within like the formula of a movie and it's got a you know a pretty original plot mm-hmm. you know will smith plays the date doctor the date doctor guys who you know don't have any game with women and you know it's got a good message too cuz he ends up teaching them how to have game but mm-hmm. it's from a place of authenticity and mm-hmm. being comfortable with yourself so and I mean, opening it's, it's, actually
1: women's eyes to like they to show them that they don't open their eyes up enough to a, your yeah, yeah that's right Joe. it's been a long time yeah, i don't think i think i saw that in theaters i don't think i've seen it, it since but it, it was movie. i don't want to say it was corny corny funny times it, I mean, just, it, was, it was
0: good yeah it was it was it was yeah i mean and, and even though it is kind of formulaic as far as like a romantic comedy goes you know it's got a decently original plot kevin james will smith Mm -hmm. eva mendez eva mendez yes like they they were all they were all excellent in it who was kevin james love interest some blonde it was allegra
1: cole i don't know the girl in real life but i know her name in the movie was allegra cole she was like a a a a pop star pretty much um very powerful and he was like a producer with no he was just a accountant yeah he was Um, like one of the accountants that was on her team because she was a multi-millionaire yeah
0: I mean, it's, I remember, I just remember that movie having, it just being funny yeah. consistently throughout. Will Smith usually delivers, and mm. he's, I mean, he's... It was really
1: the role I think Kevin James broke out in. As far as movies go, maybe. yeah. like yeah. his first big, like, Post, this is what uh, really put him on the map. Post-sitcom. Yeah. Yeah,
0: probably, I think you're right, I think
1: you're right, he's been... And of course, Ke- Will Smith, just like, about kills all it. the movies I he's love done, Will Smith, yeah.
0: man, I've loved Will Smith forever. It's funny, there was this... Uh, I guess memes are now videos on Facebook now. They're like mm-hmm. little short videos. They're not just pictures anymore. And there, there is this one where it says, How I Handle Stress, How I Used to Handle Stress Versus How I Handle Stress Now. And they're clips from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And it's, it's his, his little cousin Ashley is out in the backyard with a tennis racket. And the the camera's straight on her, and you see tennis balls from like where the camera is flying at her. So I guess mm-hmm. they got like a tennis machine, and she and I think the machine's like gone haywire. So she's like, ah, ah They're like all hitting her, and she's like covering her face and everything before Uncle Phil comes out and grabs her and drags her in, and then <laughs> and then Will jumps out there with like a frying pan, and he's just kind of like hopping <laughs> about, and just like slamming it back and forth. Just, and just I mean, his his body language, his posture, his presence. Like Will Smith is so good. He is is so good. I love Will Smith. I mean, Independence Day, Men in Black... Men you of could Black really three. Go a lot. Men Back three was excellent. I mean, there's with the Will boys. Smith, you could I mean, really go a lot everywhere. of movies. I mean, he's done he's done this. so much. You can talk about all his dramatic movies. I mm-hmm. don't know if I've really seen any of them, but I believe his performance in them was excellent. I would, I would imagine. Yeah, I never and saw from him what, what was It was
1: like seven pounds.
0: Seven he did pounds of one. Yeah, Ali, Ali wasn't that good, and, and that did, wasn't his um, fault. That was really I bet his performance was excellent because I bet he really encapsulated. Ollie's mannerisms and voice as well as he could. I bet he really captured that presence. I bet it, I think it was just a poorly constructed. Yeah, film. you know a
1: movie I've been wanting to see and I just the had pursuit of happiness that? was the other one. That was one, and I haven't seen any of these. Um, the one I wanted to see of his is Concussion. I've never seen oh, that. Oh God! Yeah, I mean I bet that's a good movie, and uh, I think that movie would just make me angry
0: though. Yeah. <laughs> it would just make me angry. I could see that. I think that I think that was a really good movie. I think it just kind of got buried because of the uh, political nature of it.
1: Everybody that. loves NFL so much. Uh-huh. So they didn't even want to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Even though it, it really, it, I bet you it's an eye-opener. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so me and her got on this comedy thing, so I talked during the scene in another movie, because one of my favorite comedians, of course, is Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. As I've noticed lately, I think he's going to be starring in another movie because I feel like is, he's been is. acting weird. He's been acting very weird lately. He's that's been usually, popping
0: up on red carpets doing weird stuff. That's usually what like he does when he's, getting, he's getting in character. Yeah, that's he, is he a, he's a method actor. He, he was Annie Kaufman for like a yes. year or however long it was. And, and that's he, how
1: he does it. He's getting in characters what he's doing, which makes me very interested, because I think that's why Jim Carrey nails so yeah. many roles he's played. It's funny because that
0: doesn't always work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the method acting thing reminds me of the first Back to the Future movie. Did you know that Michael J. Fox was not the original Marty McFly? It was originally Eric Stoltz. Do you know who that is? No. Well, his most famous role, he was in... Mask, not the mask, the Jim Carrey movie, but Mask, the mm. movie with from Cher. like the eighties. But Cher, yeah, where he played the kid with the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he had gigantism or elephantism or something oh. else. So that's Eric Stoltz, and he was also in Pulp Fiction as John Travolta's drug dealer. That's probably that. At that point, this might that might be his most famous thing, and from that role, he's done a string of like independent movies that weren't that good. Mm-hmm. He's usually got a pretty good presence, but apparently, he's a method actor, and he was the original Marty McFly. They were filming Back to the Future for six weeks, and he was. He was always in character as Marty McFly, and apparently he was—he was just—he was just too intense. He was too serious. He didn't have the, the whimsical nature, the fun that they wanted out of Marty. And so, they uh, when the when I can't remember the guy's name, Bob Bob Gant or whoever it was, the mm-hmm. the writer or one of the people, one of the you know important people, one of the one of the two people who created the whole franchise went to. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, you know, Doc Brown, he said, I got, I got bad, I got good news and bad news, or I got bad news or something, and I think he might have said, I got bad news, uh, we're, 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 re- we're recasting Marty, we let, we let Eric go, and they're like, who's, or that's, I think they said, we let Eric go, and he said, who's Eric, Mar- oh, I thought that was Marty, because <laughs> he just, he was just always acting like a very serious, intense Marty. Sometimes it can be too much. Time.
1: Yeah, like I mean, um, Jared Leto I was, was going to say Jared Leto like You stole
0: the words Right out of my mouth Yeah Jared Leto I mean Leto. I like
1: it That he was getting in character But when you're sending Dead rats to people yeah. you, there, There's a limit doing some you know. Weird stuff and I and think I'd be sure. a little upset If I opened up an envelope yeah. That somebody sent me And there was a dead rat in. I might be like Dude, You freak What are you doing That's a little There's somewhere Where you draw the line Will Smith was good In Suicide Squad But I hated
0: Suicide Squad He, he did a good job But I didn't like What they did with his character And that movie Should have been darker funny. Everything goes back to Will Smith. He's the new Kevin Bacon.
1: Yeah, I mean, Will Smith played in all the great movies, really. Everybody needs to go see Men in Black 3 if you haven't.
0: If you like time travel and you like Men in Black, Josh Brolin kills it as a young Tommy Lee Jones, and the guy who is not Tim Curry, but almost Tim Curry as the villain, as the young and old version of, of the villain. A Beautiful, beautiful film. The second Men in Black was very <laughs> underwhelming. The third one might be the best. Might be better than the first movie. Very tight, just excellent, excellent plot, and it really, it really, it doesn't feel like a cheap sequel. It feels like a trilogy that kind of encapsulates everything that's going on, you know, the whole yeah. series and everything.
1: Yeah. So the Jim Carrey movie I got her to watch was a hidden classic. I always forgot about Bruce Almighty. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, that was that was kind of like a sleep performance. I love Jim Carrey, and I love his performances in so many movies. That was a good one that I always forget about. Yeah. It, it snuck in there. Then, of course, we got the scary movies. Um, I finally talked Gabby underscore T to go see a scary movie with me as we went to the theaters. And did you see It? It, it yeah. How was it? I liked it. I heard. Of, I think I've heard it was good. I, I liked also it.
0: didn't know that this is a
1: part one of two. Well, they got the green light to do a part two. I didn't really... It should be. Because, I mean, the, did you ever... I saw the original miniseries... No, I started to watch It the other day, the old older one, the Stephen, um, not Stephen, so, well, Stephen King. King did in um, 1991, and was, when I it started it, so. Gabby underscore T walked into the room, and she was so scared, she was like, no, I'm not doing it, because she saw It in theaters, and it freaked her out for like three days, and it really it wasn't funny that cause, scary. It's funny,
0: because It is one of those movies, the original TV miniseries, the two-part miniseries it. That's one of the top five movies I hear people say it like messed them up. It like, messed me up as it, a kid. Event Horizon, The Ring, uh, uh, I mean The, the Exorcist. Like the, the it, it makes that list with people. Mm-hmm. Like
1: it says, clowns are scary,
0: and Tim Curry killed it as mm-hmm. Pennywise. Hey, what'd you think of it, Gabby? <sighs>
2: Uh, so, I hate Joe now. For taking me. Well,
0: you already did, Well, no, so. I, I
2: mean, the movie actually was good. I Honestly, I probably would watch it again, because I, I think more, I don't like that anticipation of, like, is that child going to get killed? Like, it just yeah. freaks me out. And then it does freak me out for a couple days after, but I think seeing it I guess it cause once it's, now, pretty much
0: starts with a kid getting wasted, right? Because the original one That did. still
2: messed me up. Like, <laughs> I still, like, keep imagining it. Like, I'm <laughs> driving down the street, I see, like, a storm drain. I'm just like, child. <laughs> like, now, scary. all those
0: memes make sense.
2: That that messed me up in the beginning. Oh my god, yeah. But, like, it was bad.
1: Yeah. It was a good movie. I liked it. You know, the best way I'll describe it, and this is how I've been describing it to everybody, it's Stranger Things, but scary. You
0: didn't think Stranger Things was scary?
1: A little bit, but not. It was more of one, the. W- yeah, I mean, I don't.
0: I, like, I guess it, I wasn't too scared. Stranger by Things it didn't
1: really have the parts to make you jump out of your seat. Of course, I saw it in theaters. Um, yeah. It had the parts that, like, I, I like that cheap jump in scary movies. I don't like the scary movies where they're ripping your,
0: the your torture. body to shreds. I don't need torture, torture. Me, man.
1: I'm done. The blood and gore, all that stuff. It's one thing if, like, one I mean, or two scenes I'll are blood and gore. give me a Tarantino movie. yeah.
0: You know, that's about as far. But, I don't um, need
1: Rob Zombie. No, the thing I love about scary movies is the ones that make you jump out of your Everybody seat off. that just scare you and your heart beats fast. And and those are the ones I like. And I, it had that element to it. So, yeah, it
2: definitely had that little adrenaline rush you get.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it was like Stranger Things, but scary. Now.
0: Well, I was yeah. very happy to hear that it's the first part. Because I was worried they tried to just cram the whole thing into one movie. Because it's very important that it's there. there's the part where they are the children, and then there's the part... You know, twenty years later, whenever it is, when they're adults, that was yeah, very that's be the crucial. Next one. So I was, I thought they tried to just jam the whole story into them being kids or whatever, and didn't did, just just try to make it a, a you know one movie. And I, I was happy to hear that they're doing it right. I'm worried about the
1: adult part because like the kids in that movie, it nailed it. Mm. The kids were well. So that's a good, good.
0: sign though, because hopefully that means that the people p- putting this movie together will be able. To assemble adults that can nail it too. Mm-hmm, yeah, the kid, there's enough the people kids, out there.
1: For kid actor, I mean, they really were. It was it was surprisingly funny.
2: Yeah, like there Stranger was a lot Things, of, the kids. I mean, the that's Stranger cool when there's, things. The there's a little the bit of humor in that movie mixed in were just there. So perfect.
1: I just thought it was a really good movie. I loved it. I left the theaters. I remember telling her like 10 times, like, I've really enjoyed that movie. It had everything I wanted. And I get freaked out by clowns. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm always like, man, like, like, can you imagine, like, you heard about, like, in North Carolina, there was clowns coming out of the woods, and I just sit there and think right. of myself as, as a grown man, if I saw some clowns coming out of the woods, I'd be freaked out,
2: <laughs> man. Yeah,
0: dude, I would not be happy. No. I would not be happy um, at all.
2: I was, I, I showed Joe a little video I saw on Facebook of, like, people that started to prank people, like, you know, from it, like, like there was this, like, a guy running around with, like, a a balloon like That's that's a up. that's
0: a that'd be a dumb way to die. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's how you get shot. Yeah, <laughs> right? seriously. All right, so the guy who directed this movie, so Andy Muschietta is the director and writer. Or no, he is a I don't know if he's the director and writer for this. He's he's the director for It and he did the movie Mama. I did two versions of Mama. One Mama. in 2013. It sounds kind of familiar. It does. That sounds familiar. It's like a scary movie, right? Oh yeah. <coughs> it got a well, it got a 6.2 on IMDb. <clears throat> I don't have Rotten Tomatoes in front of me. I'm just trying to see the people behind. It. I remember. I'm that. trying to see the people behind it. I want to know. All right. So the, the director. We don't really know. It was Stephen about. King again. Well, I mean, it's Stephen King's novel, mm-hmm. so I'm sure he's somewhere in the credits. You know,
1: he was. I'm not sure how much he had to do with the. Um, the new It came out has everybody watching the old It. Like it's on TV. No, it's... just in general. Like people oh are oh, oh, I see. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking people. At work. Sales for the original It are are up again. It, it it created a boom for that movie.
2: Yeah, people at work oh, were talking sure. about how they wanted to watch the old one also, <clears throat> even before the new one.
1: I mean, it was pretty good as
0: far as TV movies go. I mean, there's you can still tell it's TV, but Stephen King's TV movie sometimes can be really good. Like I liked, I liked the Shining miniseries, even though it had you know the second brother from Wings on it, and that kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. He did a fine performance. You just can't get past, you just can't get past the fact that it's a the guy from Wings and B not Jack Nicholson. But I thought it was good. It was much more true to the novel, um, which ends a little bit differently and it's a little more satisfying i'll just say and what's what's another one uh the stand the stand was a, was a was a pretty good stephen king it was like four parts that was six hours without commercials about you know it's about the apocalypse that's mm-hmm. that's that's you know i'm a sucker for the, for the apocalypse
1: <laughs> i love it all right let's see what what a rotten tomatoes give it. I don't we'll see what it gave. <clears throat> it was, like, really high. Pro- yeah, the new high. one, yeah, they gave it really high ratings. That's what made even me the, see the movie. Even the critics, too. I think yeah. it
2: was both critics and... Yeah,
1: wow. TV the audience ones. gave it 87, and the critics
0: gave it 85.
1: Yeah. Damn. It's worth a watch. A I, I recommend it in theaters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really definitely. It's probably yeah. not going to happen for me, though, but... You
2: can try to you nice. should go to Cinemark, too, because they have the new theaters that have, like, nice reclining chairs and everything. <laughs> it's nice little table and yeah, Joe
0: discounted her Cinemark recommendation. Mm. Oh.
1: Cinemark's
2: good. You, you don't even lie. You were there like, I wish I had bought some food just so I could easily. the Yeah, table. I was. But all, <laughs> the,
1: all of our listener probably isn't from Glen Burnie, Maryland.
2: Yeah, but I'm going to say, I think that's Cinemark all the Cinemark. Cinemark spans the globe. The There's
1: like 12 that. locations.
2: I know, but I think all the Cinemarks are updating like that.
1: No, only just like in any business, only, cert- only the good ones update. Okay. Fine. The lower budget ones stay low budget.
0: Man, you guys hate each other. It's so sweet.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> no, but yeah, and then of course I rewatched a classic because I've been in that kind of thriller, scary mood again. Because that's my favorite type of movie. I love, especially a mystery thriller. Okay. So I rewatched probably one of the original mystery thrillers, and you can help me if there was some. I mean, there was some before, but one that really had like the serial killer persona and everything. I rewatched *Silence of the Lambs*.
0: Ah, that that, I mean, it's. I mean, it's there's it's a, it it is it's a, it started something. It's like how I say old school redefined the modern comedy, set mm-hmm. the standard for the modern comedy. Silence of the Lambs did did something even bigger in its field. I guess mm-hmm. you could say, as far as yeah, because I can't crime, think of any movies that was like it. Movies. Well, I mean, literally, you could say there was a, there was a Hannibal Lecter movie before Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. It was called Manhunter, and I think it was actually directed by Michael Mann, who's a legit filmmaker, mm-hmm. and it starred Dennis Farina as the cop. And he, I'm pretty sure he killed it. Dennis Farina usually kills it and everything he is. He, you know, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in Get Shorty. Most recently, he was on. I oh mean, what was what was the Zooey Deschanel series where she's got like three roommates? I keep wanting to say like Gone Girl, New Girl, New Girl. Mm. Dennis Freina played someone's father on New Girl. I know. He's been around. He's a, he's an excellent actor. Uh, Manhunter is what that was called. And I think the guy who played Hannibal Lecter. I mean, it wasn't Anthony Hopkins. So I mean, it was still it was still pretty 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 good. But nowhere near what Silence of the Lambs was. And I can't think of anything like that that came out before that. Where I mean, it kind of felt. It felt like it was real. Like, it really did feel like it. this was almost, like, based on a true story. Like, it mm-hmm. felt like a true crime mm-hmm. thing, almost. Uh, it wasn't, obviously. Um, I like how in the sequel, the beginning to Hannibal, you know, being from Baltimore, they mention how, you know, he's feeding. In the, in the first movie, in Silence of the Lambs, they mention, and then they show it in Hannibal, how he is feeding one member of mm-hmm. the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra to the rest at one of his elegant dinner parties because mm-hmm. the person was off-key.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't a big fan of Hannibal.
0: I thought Hannibal was cool, but I it was, it's it was a, little okay. more, it was a little more, it's not Silence of, Silence of the Lambs felt like a real-life thing. Mm-hmm. Hannibal felt like a little more Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it was. And it did, and I it came love, out so much I later than Julianne the first I love Julianne Moore one. very much. But I mean, Jodie Foster is clearly starling. Yeah, like she. Won, I'm pretty sure she won the Oscar for that. Maybe they won like five Oscars for yeah. Silence. I mean, one being like
1: best horror film.
0: I don't know if they had best horror. Just best picture. Didn't I think it might have just won best picture. It might
1: have won best picture. I but think they have. They don't I believe I mean, they maybe, won five. Well, it, it would probably be like best.
0: I wonder if I guess actor. I guess I guess I don't know. Would they both be actor and actress, or would one be a supporting? Would Anthony Hopkins be a supporting actor, or would he just be actor? Because I. Wouldn't be surprised if they both won. I wouldn't be surprised if it won Best Picture or Best Director, but I don't know if it swept the Oscars or anything like that. I don't know. Silent
1: Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> it was a big... It won oh, Best about Picture. Cable
0: Guy. We're talking it
1: throwback to some underrated Jim Carrey. Cable Guy, man. Ugh. All right, what? Silence of the Lambs won Best Picture, mm-hmm. Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director. Best Screenplay Adapted. Best Writing Adapted Screen. And they, they won all five of those and then they were nominated for Best Sound Mixing and Best Film Editing.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I guess the yeah, the sound mixing was probably pretty intense in that movie too. And Best and Film Editing too. Like that it. scene where they're where they're about to raid the house and you think that they're raiding Buffalo Bill's house, and like the way he's, he's knocking on the door, and you think it's the SWAT team that's coming in on him, yeah. and they, they f- totally fake you out, but it doesn't feel cheap. And then instead of it being the SWAT team that's about to bust down Buffalo Bill's door, it's just Clarice knocking. Yeah. He's like, oh, no!
1: And the guy who played Buffalo Bill, my goodness, <laughs> oh, was he God. ever creepy? That movie uh, just had some creepy uh, parts to it. It just, it was a different put type her of in haunting. A bucket. You put her in the bucket! Yeah. You
0: put her in the bucket right
1: now! That was, it was an excellent film, and it's going to stand the test of time. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. I, I tell you what, though, their their final sequel to that, I mean, Red Dragon. That was good. I thought that was a really good movie. That was Ed
0: Norton? Yes, is the, is it was the, a prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was based on the same book that Manhunter was based on. Mm-hmm. Which may have been Red Dragon, actually. Mm-hmm. They I redid think. it and they they, they yeah. nailed it. They did nail they nailed it. it. It was yeah, Anthony Hopkins killed it. It was great. It was great. And Ray Fiennes a movie I actually put Ray Fiennes was again. a
1: freaky villain, man, with the mirrors in the eyes. I can't even remember. That's why I gotta everything. watch again. I just remember watching it like years and years and years ago. And it was cool. It's one of those I want to update again. And it also mind. gets
0: into like the troubled mind of the Ray Fiennes villain and kind of why he's doing what he's doing. And you almost sort of feel for him a bit. I believe it's been a while. But um, all right. Serial killers, well, that's a good note to go out on. Thank you so much for coming to the table. We love it when you stop by. We really appreciate your time. Please tell your friends about us. Share, retweet, like, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can also find a better fight cast for our super tight coverage of UFC and all things mixed martial arts for rookie fans and you season vets. Follow Joe Neubauer at Joe Neubauer at Joe at Gabby underscore T. And me, Matt Crokenberg Jr. and Matthew J. Better. I love you guys and girls.
2: Peace. (laughs)